0: Hello, runners. Hope you all are doing well. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Zaniud, uh, a.k.a. Coach Ali, And I'm here with uh, another episode of RHWB Podcast. Uh, in today's episode, I have three super amazing runners of RHWB as my guests, who I can guarantee not only will inspire you with all uh, their amazing stories, But also, uh, you know, you will all learn from them in terms of some best practices, the mental model they followed, the process they followed, to transform themselves from an absolutely non-runner to an amazing runner of RHWB. So we'll talk with them. uh, But before we begin, just uh, for those uh, who are listening to this podcast for the first time uh, and maybe doesn't know uh, uh, the objective of this podcast, this is one of the education channels for our RHWB runner. We at RHWB uh, strongly believe that uh, running is a continuous uh, learning process. So there is more to running than just uh, training your muscle, uh, improving stamina, but there is a lot of other st- uh, things to learn. Um, and learning happens, uh, you know, learning should happen in 360 degree, as Bala mentioned in one of his podcasts. So not only we all are learning from our coaches, uh, but also the idea is that let's learn from our fellow runners and hence the podcast. All right. So coming back to today's podcast, guest, uh, as I said earlier, uh, they are excellent runners, but they also share some common traits among them. Uh, the first one is they all join RHWB for the first time in last season, uh, season 10, miles of excitement. Uh, till that time, they were, you know, They were non-runner, let me put it that way. Uh, But they decided to take long distance running uh, seriously and they joined the last season for the first time. So we'll ask them how was their first season experience and all that. The second characteristic, a common characteristic, is they were coaches' delight. I don't know, I'm not sure if "coaches' delight is the right English word, but what I mean by that is uh, they did their training to the team uh, their coaches were super impressed the way they per uh, the way they carried out in la- you know sixteen weeks of season ten, and when I reached out to the coaches asking them, hey, do you have any new runners who are ready to come on a podcast? These were the three names were of which you were on the top of the list. So, yes, coaches delight. they are, I mean, let's use that word for today. The third common characteristic is they finish the sixteen weeks program successfully. And ran their distance on a d day that means on a race day, they completed the distance they set out for and that that talks a lot about the commitment to the program um, and obviously, you know, as they were new runners, they all managed this despite all the setbacks, the nervousness and anxiety which generally new runner has or go through. Uh, so today's podcast about uh, you know is all about asking them. What process they followed, what mental model they followed, what you know, what exactly they did to successfully complete season ten program and uh, you know uh, uh, complete the entire sixteen weeks of training program, but also completing their race. So that's the idea. So without further ado, let me invite Hitesh uh, uh, Arnao and Shubhangi to this podcast. Hello, guys. Uh, well, welcome to the podcast. And uh, first of all, sincere thank you uh, for doing this. Uh, I hope, you know, uh, during my tea off, as I said, some of the characteristics, uh, you know, are common among all of you. And you guys have successfully completed the last season. And I'm sure you have a lot to share with our runners, uh, who you know hopefully can you know will benefit from this, especially especially the new runners of RHW. We have a lot of new runners in the, in this season today. So let me start with a quick introduction. Uh, so we'll just go uh, you know with the introduction first. So Hitesh, over to you. Talk to uh, talk to us about you know where do you live, what distance you ran in the last season, what are you training for, and and anything you would like to add.
1: Uh, thanks, thanks, Coach and Ian, thanks for organizing this. So, yeah, I'm my myself, Hitesh Khandelwal. I live here in Danbury, Connecticut, with my wife and a ten-year-old daughter. Uh, and as I meant, as you mentioned, last last season was my first season with RSWB. I did for half marathon and was able to successfully complete it. I'm again training for half marathon. This time into speed category and trying to improve my speed. Uh, and before I pass it on, I just it it's it's good to be called a first bencher for, for a change. So good to win <laughs> the good books of coach, yeah.
0: No, that's impressive,
1: man. I mean so so you are saying you did your first half marathon last season
0: and now immediately right. in the next season you are in a speed program. That that's super impressive. Great.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean just I mean, coach just asked, like said that okay, I can I can definitely try to win that one. So trying, trying hard for that, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh welcome. Shubhangi?
2: Okay. Hi, Coach Ani. and hi- hello everyone. Okay, so this is uh, Shubhangi Saraf. I live in Toronto with my husband and two kids. They are young; they are five and eight. I moved here. I was in New Jersey uh, till two years ago, and then I moved to Toronto. Last season was my first season with RHWB. It was uh, my the first time I had participated in any structured training program or run long distances, and it was my first time participating in a race. I ran the TCS Toronto Half Marathon, and I was really fortunate to have the guidance of Coach Sushma, also the support of the whole RHWb community. And so I'm very excited to share my experiences of uh, this, uh, the race and the training program. And this season again, I'm training for a half marathon.
0: Oh, nice! And that, and you live in Toronto, so uh, you know, I mean, we, I live in. New Jersey and for a couple of days or rather I think it's more than a week that the, the weather condition have been really really bad but I guess I can't complain I mean someone in Toronto is training for half marathon during a winter season so we'd, we'd like to hear from you what you know if you have any tips for us on how to train in winter so I'll I'll come to that uh, but let's go to Arno. Hey Arno.
3: Hi my name is Arno. Um. So I live in Edison, New Jersey, and last season, uh, I did my first ten k, and now I'm training for a half marathon. So yeah, um, I participated in the RHWB race day, and I'm really excited to share everything about it.
0: Awesome. How old are you, by the way?
3: Oh, I'm um, sorry. I'm thirteen. Um, I'm in eighth grade right now.
0: Let me tell you one thing right now: a thirteen-year-old doing a first ten k. And not only successfully completing it, uh, coming back for another reason with uh, with a bigger challenge of half marathon during a winter when the school is uh, going on. I'm telling you, dude, you're going to inspire a lot of stuff just by saying that. I'm I'm sure some you know some people already got inspired. Uh, so you know I'm, I'm excited uh, to have you on the podcast, and uh, we'll we'll will hear from you as well. Thank so Arnaud, let me start with you. Uh, 13 year old and you picked up running why i mean what was the primary factor you decided to uh, pursue long distance running
3: uh so one of the main motivational factors for this was um i really wanted to be in a school team and i decided to pick up cr- cross country from sixth grade so um in 6th grade, I couldn't make the team, and I tried again in 7th grade, I still didn't make it. And I thought, there must be something. So over the summer, I picked up RHWB, and that's when Season 10 started. So as I fell into the running schedule, at first it was hard, but as I fell into it, I felt like runs were much more casual, and I was starting to look forward them to them instead of look at them as a challenge. So... Um, So then when I, when the tryout day came, um, I made the cut for the uh, cross country team. So that like really showed me that if I just put in the practice, I'll make it.
0: Oh, congratulations. That's, that's amazing. And see, I I mean, there are so many kids in our RHWA program. I mean, if you heard Bala's podcast before, right, he started this organization with kids actually, right? So that they can spend more time on the track than in front of the TV. So having someone like you joining the program with a goal, completing it successfully, and then making it to cross country—that's that's an inspiring story, man. That's great.
1: Hitesh, uh, how about you? Uh, what got into running? So, I mean, I have always been fascinated with running, but has never been part of a sort of organized program. So, and the the motivation, like always, I used to start running in summers, run few days, but then always like it was never consistent, right? And then again, some, one of my neighbor, he was uh, a long time RSWB participant. So he got me into RSWB. That's where I started, okay, started to understand, okay, how the, what are the signs behind the running is it's not just get up and running, right? So you have to go through a lot of it, training and doing it right way makes a lot of difference. Uh, And that's where, when I did the half marathon last time, it didn't feel like a, like a big thing for me because of all the hard work and all the training uh training that went through in the preparation of that so that that really made the difference as to how to how to run basically yeah and 16 weeks
0: of training if you if you do it uh, with an intention with a consistency you do realize on a race day that uh, you know you have prepared your body well to take on what you set out for right obviously there are this last mile uh, agony which every runners go through and discom- discomfort every runner goes through, but overall ninety percent of the running experience is uh, or, or the race day experience is really really great if you, if you go through a sixteen week training program like that. So I'm I'm glad it helped you. Shubangi, how it, this was your first half marathon? Who got into long distance running?
2: Yeah, so um, I in mean, my life, I've always, I mean, on and off, I've gone for short runs, two or three miles, just in an effort to stay fit and active. But um, I, I have two young children at home and a somewhat demanding job, So I would, do I want to stay fit and active? I would find myself always finding reasons to skip or, to, or excuses to not be uh, getting my regular exercise. And so I was looking for something structured, something that would keep me disciplined and... Uh, go out and also something I would enjoy. And my brother, Saket, had already been with RHWB for two seasons. And so for a whole year, I had been listening to his stories about his running journey with <laughs> RHWB. And so, so that was really motivating. I was He would keep talking to me and he basically convinced me to sign up. I said, okay, this is the thing, you have to do it. And I'm really glad he talked me into doing it because I think this helped me take charge somehow of my health and fitness and the motivation and support i got from r h w b was awesome i was like i the fact that i stuck through it for 16 weeks uh, i was also impressed with myself and i'm glad i'm doing it again
0: yeah so that's yeah. amazing you know see if you talk to any runner including me right uh, you take up training or start running because you heard amazing stories from someone else so i had this friend in washington dc and i used to play cricket and you know a lot of other sports and I, I had, a, I was on a call with him, and the, this is back in 2012, by the way. And I was on a call with him and say, you know what? Yesterday I ran 21 kilometers. And I said, what the heck? Why? Why do you run 21 kilometers for no reason? And he's, he, he, he kind of got in the details of how we train for itself, not only physically but mentally, and the you know endurance training you have to go through, and most importantly, the joy he got at the end of the race that he, you know, he's fit enough to run 21 kilometers. And that's why I picked up the training, Uh, you know, uh, rather I picked up the running. And I, I, you know, I gave it a try and I'm with it uh, for the last 10 years. Uh, But I would like to hear from you, Shubhangi, because we are with you at this point. Uh, What happens is somebody inspires you, you know and then you enroll in this program, it's a new resolution, a right? new year resolution phenomenon, I call it. You enroll in this program, two, three weeks, excitement, and then life happens, right? The school started, office calls you, you know, there is day-to-day things, kids at home, the reality settles in, and you are not able to prioritize the runs. Do you have, you know, how did you manage? I mean, I, you know, Coach said you your training program was to the T. Do you have any tips and tricks for our runners?
2: So I think, I mean, again, it was the community support, which actually kept, like the fact that my coach would keep checking in on me, comment on every run. And there's all the time I'm getting WhatsApp messages about everybody completing their run. <laughs> So you feel you're in with in something with a bigger group of people, you feel like not letting them down. I think this community support was great to sustain the motivation. And how did you manage to make it happen? I mean, you once you n- decide firmly that you're doing it, I guess you you need to do some planning to make it happen. I mm. I mean I had to get my kids ready in the morning before school so I had to start getting waking up early sleeping early so to get in my run before the rest of the family is even awake so I think it was just somehow I think the, the community or talking to my brother or my coach and this community kept the motivation high and then it was just a matter of making it a priority and then working around my schedule to I mean yeah I, Early, wake up early, and just make it happen. That was the only way to do it, and I'm, yeah,
0: it was good. Makes sense, makes sense, makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I know it was not a school season last uh, last season when you trained, but right now you're training for school season, and you are still able to manage it. Uh, how how do you keep yourself motivated on this training program?
3: Yeah, so I think what really helps me is the fixed schedule that uh, RHW provides in Final Surge. So I really like that as I can see what my run is next week, how long I'm running, and I can plan accordingly. And I feel like it's so much better than just, um, thinking about it on the spot. How much will I run before you start? And it just really helps keep me going. And it's also the community that really motivates me. Uh, just seeing everyone completing their runs, um, and just, just helps me. And I think we all just motivate each other.
0: This is amazing. You know what I'm hearing from you, Shubhang, and Arnav? is commitment to be consistent with the training, right? But consistency, I think the way I see it is an outcome of something. And that I think that's something what Arno is called out is planning ahead. Uh, for example, on Sunday, checking what are my activities for next week, right? Uh, 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 you know, uh, before going to bed, checking next day, is it a strength training? It is a run. If it is a run, what type of run I have to do? How is the weather? Whether I have to do it outside? Or maybe hit the gym and do it on a trade or I have to communicate with coach and say, hey, you know what, snow everywhere, and I may not be able to do it, and I will schedule it for something. But but I think commitment to be consistent and by proper planning is 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 what I'm hearing, right? Here. So I mean I mean that is that is the that is a very common discipline I, I see with all the all the runners who who can complete the 16 weeks of program. Hitesh, uh, office calling back right and i know there was a you know work from home stuff which you know which which made it easier to go out for a run but now everywhere since everywhere uh, since last season office has started calling back to the office i think three times a week and i know your schedule is like that how how did how did you manage to be on top of the training program
1: I mean, again, I think Arnav and Shubhangi hit the right chords, right? Like communication, planning, they, they are must, you need to know what you need to do on a certain day so that you can plan accordingly. I try to be flexible in some time because sometimes I said, "Okay, I'll run in the morning, but morning doesn't happen. There is a call, last minute call that happens or I have to be early, right? I try to keep it flexible any time of the day, wherever I get a window where I think I can complete my run, I try to do it rather than trying to stick to a particular time but not being able to do that. So, but basically, I know that I have to complete these many runs in, 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 in these days. So I plan mm. accordingly and then, then but then try to keep it flexible. But the main main point is complete your runs, complete your strength training to to the plan because that, that always helps you on uh, the longer run side. And then communicate with the coach. If, if yeah. things are not working out for, for a day or two or a week, because they always have, a, they, they have done it so many times. They always know the reasons, always know the solutions about it. So they'll they'll get you through, through through the uh, challenges that you're having.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's about building a habit, right? Being consistent and slowly you see that
1: it has become a habit now. Uh, yeah. And and when it feels, and, when yeah. when you do it, it feels good. When you do it a week or two yeah. or three in a in a, in a it, it it feels good. So you it motivates you further to do to do two again and again. Yeah. So the question is. We you want to build this
0: habit? Is this a priority for you? And if it is a priority for you, are you planning ahead? So that, you, you, know, it, you know, it does not come you know, you wake up in the morning, look at final surge, surge, and then something comes as a surprise and, you know, you just skip it. So, well said, well said. Uh, with running, I mean, running is an impact sport, right? Uh, everyone who starts running, hits some setbacks, right? Either with the schedule, or there are some niggles here and there. Some of some of the runners actually get the injury. So Hitesh, do you, you know? Did you face any setbacks
1: like this? Uh, and how did you overcome those? I mean, definitely. I again. So when I st- started the stride uh, sessions in, in there, right? I had my knee injury, could not could not complete a couple of runs, right? And then again, as I as we discussed, I talked to Coach uh, Sri. He suggested mm-hmm. take it slow. If if there is injury, don't don't overdo it, right? Uh, you need to understand, listen to your body, and I think that's what Coach Bala and every coach always say, right? So use ice pack, uh, take mm. it slow for a few days, and then the again the keep keep your body ready for for the running, right? So again the strength trainings and always that prepares you so that you don't get injury. But then eventually, if you do, or even after trying, I think then you need to listen to, to your body. So I had a knee injury. During that stride session, so I could not run for two, like think three, four runs. I had to miss it. But then I used that uh, what do you say, uh, that period to heal back, knee uh the ice packing and then some of the exercises to sort of get the strength and, and injury heal heal up and then started uh, again sort of coming into the rhythm slowly. So yeah, I mean yeah. that 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 happens. But you have to then do do the do what the expert says basically. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so big, you know, it, it's quite normal. Beginner runners often develop, you know, things like shin splints or a little bit of sore knees, sore muscle here and there. Uh, and I I like you called out that, you know, using ice pack after the workout, especially if you are feeling a lot of soreness, can help you. Uh, people obviously use ice packs. They put bag of frozen peas on their shin for 15 minutes. You're watching a TV, you just put it on the muscle and let it heal, like, yeah that that definitely can help you shubhangi do you have any any uh, setbacks mother with two kids two little kids uh, with a demanding job i'm sure you have uh, you know you, you somehow managed to be on top of the training despite any setbacks come on your way
2: so i think i was fortunate to not have to deal with any injuries Okay, uh, I did deal with the muscle soreness, like after the some few of the longer runs, I had quite a bit of muscle soreness and I met, messaged my coach and she told me oh, foam rolling really helps and I immediately sent my husband out to buy a foam roller for me and he came back and that really helped. I think I could feel in a few hours, I could feel the difference and so it wasn't an injury and in a day or two of rest, I was able to recover from the muscle soreness. But I had had little niggles with knee injuries in the, my past, so I was I was aware that injury could be an issue, and I tried to keep on top of it by focusing on hydration and not skipping the strength training and um, the warm ups, and maybe that helped. But I was fortunate to not have anything more serious than muscle soreness, yeah. which I think is quite common.
0: Yeah. I think I think one of the things I generally tell my runners is accept, right? You know, don't get surprised. Accept that some setback and injury or muscle soreness will happen, especially if you are training for the first season. Everyone goes through that, right? So, because sometimes you don't ex- expect that and then it comes as a surprise and then, you know, you don't want, you know, you basically, you think, look at it in a very negative way, right? Instead of that, I think it's about building that mental model that injury can happen, soreness will happen, but, but uh, you know, the benefits I'm getting from doing this, they outweigh some of these setbacks I have to deal with, right? So that that is one thing you have to be absolutely, yeah, you know, be aware of, right? Second thing, which Hitesh pointed out, having some preventive way of looking at it, right? Making sure you don't miss your strength training, really, making sure, You are doing dynamic stretches before you go out for, you uh, you know, go out for your run. So, you know, especially in winter, you want to make sure your body is warm when you start the activity. When you come from run, you want to make sure you are doing stretches, right? And then on top of that, if there is any area, specific area, which is more sore than other, using ice pack or, you know, that area specific uh, stretches will definitely, definitely help you. I don't
1: know. What I mean, about you? Any Yeah. No, no, sorry. That, uh, one of the points that I want to make is if you're running outside, know your surroundings, especially mm. if you're running into a new area, make sure the surfaces are even because sometimes they lead to ankle injury, twisted ankles and all. So that would be, again, another advice, especially people running outside. Uh, that would be a good thing to, to take care of.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: know. What about you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't, you know,
0: We talked about injury, but Arno was my, by the way, Arno was part of my cohort, right? And in the initial days, I used to hear from you that there are days when you feel good after running. There are days when your body is heavy, your legs are heavy, and you're just dragging, right? That also is kind of, you know, setback. Not setback in in the sense that, you know, you feel, you're not feeling as good as you you want to feel at, at the end of the run, Right? Uh, And that little bit demotivating. So, you you know, how did you deal with that?
3: Yeah, so I dealt with that. Like, um, on top of that, like, the first two weeks or so, it was very just I wasn't motivated at all. Like, um, I, I wanted to get into it, but it was just very hard. But I think what really just helped me get into it was uh running with my dad and conversational pace um mm. so i think that's really what motivated me and realized that i could have fun and still run um and i didn't have to look at running like a setback or something so that's how i faced it um and yeah so i suggest running with someone it just really helps
0: yeah yeah uh see look i always say this running running is a sport about starting over right Injury, bad sleep, you missed an activity, you had a bad run day, uh, you know, work, trip, disrupting your routine, or you, you know, it, it, but you have to, you know, every time you look at the activity you have a run, it is about starting over because you never know on that day, how are you going to feel like, Right. So, you have, if you look, have that mental model of just remembering good running days and not worry about bad running days, but remembering good running days and use that to propel your motivation to keep continuing with the activity, that, that really helps. Uh, Shubhangi, I will come to you for nutrition. Right. Uh, nutrition is a big topic. Lot of new runners, even in my court, they come to you in second week, third week, and they ask about nutrition. Hey, I've started this long distance program—five k, ten k, half marathon. Do you want me to eat anything? Take any supplements? You know, go on a, uh, you know, sports drink on a daily basis and stuff like that. So, the, especially new runners are very curious about the nutrition habits. What did you follow?
2: So I I generally try to eat healthy, like not over process, lots of processed food or too much sugar. So I didn't do anything very special. Like I tried to keep my diet generally balanced, um, but uh, also getting enough sleep and rest was good. Mm. But I I focused on hydration, generally balanced diet, I think. And maybe once the runs became longer, then even this so was the information I was getting even from the RHWB community. Then I mm. made sure I was hydrating, the like carrying water with me on longer runs and carrying um, electrolytes. So runs beyond ten k distance, I think I was carrying with me electrolytes as well as carrying um, gels to replenish mm. myself to, to be able to get through the longer runs. So. Uh, and also maybe before leaving for the longer runs i would I would not go empty stomach. I would eat maybe a banana or maybe a toast with something an hour mm-hmm. before the run to have for the longer runs. I think the sh- shorter runs I didn't have to do anything special though I made sure I was hydrated,
0: and yeah, yeah, no, you bring up a good point, right I think up to ten k nutrition is up to ten k nutrition is not about what additional you eat. I think it's it's all about what you don't eat, right? As you start on this running journey, it's important that you stop eating those junk foods and, you know, limit your intake of sugar, limit your intake of alcohol, uh, you know, fried food, uh, fast food specifically, because, you know, you will see that in running. If your eating habits are not good, you will feel that it will give your body will give you feedback on the trail that hey buddy you did not do you know do well in the eating de- department last night right so up to 10k i think uh if you are if you are training for 5k or 10k don't worry about additional supplements don't worry about taking anything additional stay with your eating routine but stop eating any junk foods right uh, so that is one after 10k what shubhangi said is is absolutely right you are you know, glycogen store in the body uh goes down, so you need to find ways to replenish that as you go on the long distance runs, right? So Hitesh, you did half marathon, did you? Did, did you follow anything specific beyond ten k? What you
1: know, what was your nutrition uh,
0: kind of a best practice?
1: So again, I tried to follow mostly the the uh, the uh, advices by the coach, right? Uh, and again, mm-hmm. I think vangit all. Touch the right points, right? Keeping hydrated is the key. I think making sure the electrolytes are on the right side of you. Taking gel on the, on the long distance runs to make sure that you don't get like, you do get all the right things, uh, while you're running. Uh, taking right, right intake of carbs before the night in, in case of long running. So like bananas or pastas or those kind, whenever you are going for a longer run. So I think in the longer run, definitely uh, making sure that you have the, Right balance uh, within the body to to take you to the larger or longer distance.
0: Yeah, great. I don't know. If you have anything to add on the nutrition side?
3: Um. Yeah. So, uh, I was running a ten k season, uh, last season. So, um, more than like like just adding things to my diet. Just like you said, I just tried to like not eat as much sugary foods, and I just tried to be a little bit more healthy than I normally would and um before like my race day or like long runs we would usually just make pasta at home uh just to carb load for the next day but yeah that's uh, not much
0: yeah yeah no no this is this is great especially coming from a kid not to you know have (laughs) limit your sugar intake is very inspiring um uh and I, I know how you did your 10K right now. So uh I, I know you followed even the nutrition guidelines, whatever you, you, you just said, you followed to the T uh, just to make sure that your 10K goes seamlessly. So that, that's amazing. Now changing gear, right? Coming to in winter season. Uh this week, as I said, in New Jersey, especially, you know, outside running conditions were really, really bad. And General guidelines to runners are safety comes first, right? If the running conditions outside are not good, go to gym, hit a treadmill. If the treadmill is not accessible to you, then do some cardiovascular activity. Stay or you or know, something else, right? You can do something, but don't go out because safety always comes first. shubhang how do you manage this in Toronto, man? <laughs>
2: so to be honest, this is the first time I'm running in the winter, so I'm not an expert on this topic. I'm learning every week. I'm learning and adapting to the weather. The winter was pretty mild in December, so I think I managed. Mm. Like he messaged on my uh, my group cohort and asked for advice, like how do people manage in winter? And I got lots of great great advice and motivation about how people actually enjoy running in the winter. And I said, okay, let me try it out. So I got good gloves, a good hat, dressed in layers followed all the advice and in December I went several times outdoors and it was actually quite fun. Like you feel cold in the first five, ten minutes and then your body warms up and you're taking off layers and it actually worked out. It was nice. And last week here also it has been brutally cold. So I have been avoiding like, yeah, there's black ice on the road and or it's slushy or it's super cold and I have been uh, running this whole week I ran on the treadmill and so I think a a hybrid approach is what is working for me now I agree injury come uh, not injury comes first sorry safety comes first so if the conditions are icy outside I would I'm not yet comfortable going out and um, Mm. otherwise I think just get a get good quality clothing and uh, i am i when i go out for a run i see other people running outside too on the streets and it's motivating mm. people can go out in the cold and i think if you dress appropriate one can it's going to be quite pleasant if the condition yeah. is safe
0: yeah layered approach really? is yeah, yeah the layering is i think uh, a lot of material has been distributed on coach corners as well as it's coming from your coaches but uh, layered clothing is the key Right, uh, because you will realize that you you have four layers on after one mile. You don't want four layers. You have to go to two layers and stuff because your body warms up. Right, so uh, layered clothing and uh, uh, the recommended merchandise for layer clothing is also available on our RHWB website. Uh, so when when it's there is no black eyes and the conditions are good, definitely I would strongly recommend. Use layer clothing approach. Have a right gear and go out for running. Because trust me, and I hope Shubang, you'll agree with me. Once you go out and do your run and come back, it, it doesn't feel that wintry, right? Rest of the day because your body warmed up and you did that activity. You you subscribe to that?
2: No, <laughs> totally. I think it's a pleasant way to pass me. Otherwise, you used to just bundling yourself up and staying at home. But it's great to not feel scared of the winter and uh, be out yep. and away.
0: so. Yeah, Hitesh, I know you said you you are in Connecticut and that it gets cold there as well. Uh, anything on top of what we discussed Any else? Anything
1: else you follow? Again, same. I mean, I like running outside. I I avoid treadmill as much as I can. But then there are days when you can't go out, so use the hybrid approach. Take the take the good judgment depending on the road conditions, and then I think yeah, layering. Make sure you you like the right gear are with you. And then it, it it always like earlier I was I mean again last year was of course since I was not very sure how the winter running would be running outside but then again same thing like when I started running one after one or two miles it it didn't feel that it. it actually felt good uh to running uh running outside I think yeah uh, I mean there are a lot of information again on the coach corner how to do mm. outside running so follow that use the right gear uh, mm, take yeah. precaution and then I think I think you will enjoy it
0: yeah yeah and and look there is no bad outcome for a run i have never heard this right there is there are bad runs good runs and stuff like that but the, from if you think from the outcome standpoint and if you are a new runner two months back you were not running right now you are going out and doing a run so there is i i would say every run the outcome is good only right you you may experience a little bit you know discomfort here and there because either it's cold other weather are not conducive, but trust me, there is n- there is never a bad outcome for going out and doing a run. Yeah. All right. So amazing. Sixteen weeks of training. You finish the training, and then I know Arunov, you and Hitesh joined the RHWB race day, right? And I think Shubangi, you did a race in Toronto. Your, your race was Toronto. How was the race day experience? Let me start with you, Shubangi. How was the race day experience? I mean, first time. Trained for half marathon, you are at the start line, right? Uh, I'm sure there is some anxiety and nervousness, on you know, because we train, you know, we do the longest run we do is ten mile in our training program, right? Uh, and you are at the start line. What was your mental model? How did you approach it? I'm sure you were anxious and a little bit of nervous.
2: I was nervous. I think I was nervous the day before. I was more nervous. I think when I showed up.
0: Oh, okay. It was more of
2: excitement and high. Like there were like, I don't know, 8,000 people running. And so everybody, like it's like a party atmosphere. Like there's so many runners and there's loud music and people holding up motivational posters everywhere. <sighs> so it was completely like, an, it was an unreal experience. Like it was just, I mean, I used to run at a certain pace all my runs. And here just with the momentum or the energy of the in the atmosphere, like I, I just ended up maybe running much faster than I thought I was running or intended to, which probably hence made me really sore by the end of it. But uh, it was a very um, energizing atmosphere because there was you're running in such a big crowd of people, all kinds of people with, I mean, all different phases and stages of life running with you. And so many people on the sides of the road, um, motivating you on and cheering you on. So I think it was a very different, experience a very in, euphoric experience in parts and yeah. so it was, uh, it was it was awesome
0: yeah i i will tell you it's it's also so you for 16 weeks you do physical training and you're building your endurance and stamina to be ready for the race but knowingly or unknowingly you are also doing a mental training right of preparing for that event or preparing for that long distance and um, I used to say this, that hey, running is 50% uh, physical and 50% mental. And a lot of people ask me, what do you mean by mental, right? I mean, consistency and all that comes along with it. And, and, you know, and I couldn't explain it earlier. But then I was reading this book and I read this amazing line that, you know, it, it, it says mental training is about getting your mind to a place when you, where you can work through the discomfort right and that and, and and that's really what running is all about that you are prepared you're trained for in, in your case 10 miles but then you are also trained to manage that discomfort when you which you are going to get in last 2 miles right and that is what W B training is all about 16 weeks um, and mental training is not about finishing your runs mental training is about getting in the habit of planning your week ahead right getting in a habit of No outside, I will go hit the gym, even if I don't like the treadmill, finishing it on treadmill, getting in a habit of, okay, treadmill is not accessible, I will just do elliptical today, but do some cardio strengthening exercises, right? So it's all mental training uh, to work through that discomfort, which can come, you know, which which obviously comes to every runner's way. Uh, It also helps you on a D-day, right? On a race day. Hitesh, what about you? RHWB race day, I was there. I witnessed it. Uh, uh, and I think the last one was one of the best ones with Edison Mayer coming in. And a lot of, lot of things happened. How was,
1: Hitesh, your experience on race day? What did you feel oh, I think, after yeah, you completed I think was, your half marathon? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I think second best decision, first best decision was to join RHWB. And second-best decision was to come and join in New Jersey because I was debating myself because I had to travel from Connecticut to New Jersey. But I think it, it was amazing. It was sort of a celebration, I think, uh, more than a run. And, like, getting to know people who, like, 16 weeks have trained together, now sort of running side-by-side side to them. And there are a lot of, so, so many volunteers cheering you for you, uh, motivating you to run faster, as Shubhangi said, probably ran yeah. faster than what I would I would have run all the training time, so I think it it gives a running an altogether different experience, uh, a different meaning I would say, motivating even for the next runs as well because you see uh, so much joy in 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 everyone's face uh, by completing the run and then you see people all ages of of life like celebrating today. with you. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So from kids to senior citizens, so. I think it yeah, it's the
0: You know, more than race day, it's a RHWB family event, right? It's like two hundred and fifty RHWB family who uh, gone through the training together for sixteen weeks, endured all the sitbacks and issues and weather related issues, and you know, completing that race uh, together, hand in hand, right? It's it's just an amazing experience. I don't know. You were there first ten k. Uh, how was you know? How were you feeling after crossing the finish line?
3: Yeah, after crossing the finish line, it was so good. It was unlike any run I've ever had. One, because I knew this was the result of 16 weeks of hard training, like just balancing out schedules and just knowing I made it like at the end and I still went through everything. But um more than after, even during the run, I think um, the volunteers who were there were really helpful and just kept me motivated throughout the way, saying positive things, giving out drinks. And I think the whole experience was very positive as, yeah, it's just unlike any other run I've ever done.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's, uh, you know, word can't explain. My first half marathon when I did, I I mean, I couldn't explain how I'm feeling. I was over the cloud and uh, obviously that time Facebook and every social uh, channel I could get. <laughs> I bragged about my half marathon run, but it was it was just amazing. And I don't know after finishing ten k, despite knowing that the school is starting, you signing up for half marathon as I said earlier is just motivational. And it it tells how you know it it in a way tells how you felt after you're finishing your ten k. So super amazing discussion. Uh, if I were to summarize, right, what we just. You know, the key points from today's discussion for the new runners or for our listener, it would be, I think we first talked about consistency is the key, right? And consistency is the key and it's an outcome of planning ahead, uh, getting in a habit of planning your week ahead, making sure your runs are on priority, right? So that's key point number one. Number two, setbacks will happen, life will happen, injury will happen, resiliency right it's about bouncing back from that as, as i said i think the running is about starting over right every day if you're feeling good look at your final search go out to finish your activity because on the way of the training you're going to collect what i call as cb breadcrumbs confidence booster breadcrumbs little by little little right so for example, hey, I couldn't run one mile nonstop. And then you are going to hit that small milestone one day that you could run one mile nonstop. And that's a confidence boost booster breadcrumb, which you have to collect, celebrate, share it with your coach, put it on a runner's high. And then slowly you, you will see that as you collect these breadcrumbs in a matter of time, after 16 weeks, you are ready for the uh, D-Day. So running is, remember guys, running is about starting over uh last one nutrition if you are doing 5k 10k it is not about eating additional stuff it is about stopping uh unwanted uh stuff which is like you know fast food um uh, unendly food sugary drinks alcohol and stuff like that um uh, and last but not the least celebrate each of your milestones, right 0.5 mile one mile first 5k first 10k uh, we are RHW family, you know, we should celebrate it together because that's going to give you a lot of motivation to keep going, right? Did I miss anything? Hitesh, Shubhangi, Arno,
1: anything you would like to add? No, I think you summarized very well, Coach. Uh, I think uh, that that's the key, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, this was super helpful. Uh, uh, Hitesh, Shubhangi, Arno, it was great talking to you. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I'm sure all of our listeners, uh, you know, is going to get inspired by this. Not only, you know, uh, I don't know, you and Iteshu, we have a good diversified, you know, kind of a guest today, uh, but sharing the same characteristics of being a rookie, uh, started as a non-runner, transformed themselves after 16 weeks into an amazing runner, um, and who are aware of what they did, the best practices they followed, which they are going to carry carrying over to the next season. So this is amazing to see. So they're gonna get inspired uh with all the word of wisdom you have shared here on the training program. Um uh, again, thanks to all listeners. Hope you like the podcast. If you have any feedback, please reach out to me. Uh share it with your co, share it with Bala. But we would like to hear from you. But thank you, thank you all for listening. Um, uh, and see you all on the running trail. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you,
2: Puchani.
3: thank you, Thank you,
0: Thank you.